Welcome to Well Played VHS, Well Played's film and TV podcast. We are here discussing The Last of Us TV show from HBO. We are going to be recapping episode four. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Welcome back. And our special guest, Radio Watson's Buddy Watson, joins us once more. Three weeks straight. I'm going to be a regular soon. You are. That's it, mate. You have to, from one end, internship to another. I'm happy to take all the unpaid internships in the uh, Oz uh, gaming industry media thing. Uh, it's good to good to have you on, uh, James Nathan. Good to see you again. Always Excited a to pleasure. Talk episode four. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So, episode four. That's where we're up to. Episode three was probably the <clears throat> the big one. This one, kind of, I think we can probably. Won't be as long tonight uh, in this episode, but basically, uh, episode three, we saw the fleshed out Bill and Frank uh, episode before um, Bill, not Bill, sorry, Joel and Ellie find Bill and Frank uh, dead, get some supplies, um, get the get the car going, and off they go. And I apologise to everybody uh, who listened last week because I forgot i assumed that the uh the porno mag was from the back end of that um episode but unfortunately it turns out i'm told that it's actually in this episode so i apologize if i spoiled anything for anybody unlucky uh, all right so <laughs> moving forth there will be spoilers in this episode so if you haven't seen episode four go back and watch it Go go and watch it, and then and then come join us. But yeah, so we see uh, the episode starts with Ellie and Joel. They're hanging out at a gas station, um, and Ellie's got a gun. And she mm, the gun she took from Frank and uh, Frank and Bill. Bill Bill's so house. Yes. So, so this is the one that she kind of gets towards, obviously towards the end, um, and she hides it. I think from from memory, she kind of puts it in her bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she's, yeah. So she's checking it out, having a bit of a sniff, um, which is a good. That's yeah. a good little touch, man. As as a kid who's yeah. had and held mm-hmm. guns, I'm guilty of giving it a sniff. Like the the really? the burnt gum powder on the cylinder has a scent, and it's not really like much else that you've come across. You you, you give it a sniff. It was a good touch. This is going to be a very, maybe dumb question. How different does it smell to like a cap gun? Uh, I think it's the fact that it burns into the metal of the gun that gives it a slightly different flavour. But you're in I've the never, right wheelhouse. I've never touched a real gun before. Yeah, I, um, I grew up with them. Let alone sniff one. So, um, yeah, right. But I was, I was really pleased. Uh, like, that was a nice little... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so and then she's kind of looking at herself in the mirror, you know, as you kind of do when, when you're a kid and you've got a weapon, you kind of... Do Robert De Niro. yourself. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of makes some puns, you know. She's 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 very very big on puns. Uh, yeah, but this is a this is a nice little start to this episode. Um, but before we get straight into the the whole breakdown, uh, buddy, what, what what did you think of episode four uh, coming from ep three, which which you were a big fan of? I enjoyed it. Um, little bit of a, a I guess a slower pace than what we'd seen in the previous three episodes, they like all felt like event episodes and something big happening, you know, obviously the opening 
with um, it's you know one hour twenty or whatever one hour forty runtime. Um, Bill and uh, Bill and Ted, Jesus Christ, um, Bill, <laughs> Bill and <coughs> Bill and Bill and Frank getting their um their whole kind of episode encapsulated there. And this, you know, the second episode being the the kind of the bite and setting us off on the journey. This felt like, all right, now we're settling into the journey. So it almost feels like the most normal episode of the three so far, like how a normal TV episode would be in, in kind of settling into its groove. Uh, I did enjoy it, but I felt like it ended abruptly. And that's maybe because I'm used to the previous run times being so long and being a little bit um, indulgent. Uh, but it still left me wanting to see more it had things that i liked and, and kind of little nuances so overall i enjoyed it cool nathan what did you uh what did you think of this episode uh two things so I'd, I'd echo pretty much everything buddy's just said there uh particularly what i enjoyed was the fact that this is filling in the uh, pretty significant blank that we get from the game particularly because when we leave uh bill and frank in the video game there is kind of uh, like a, a black screen that occurs and we kind of shift forward into when they've pulled into Pittsburgh and they've had that confrontation with someone in the street. So we get that entire on the road period filled in um, whilst I wasn't particularly, you know, wowed by uh, how the, the scenes in the car were shot. Um, I was, I was very enamored with some of the, the dialogue choices and, and some of the quieter moments between uh, Joel and Ella, particularly the the ongoing tension about uh, cracking jokes. I thought that had some really nice payoff, which we'll probably come back to. And cool. I, I was just going to quickly say, because I alluded to this in the DLC podcast prior to this, that I've come to the conclusion that I now consider, particularly because I've been playing The Last of Us Part 1 on survival difficulty, it's elevated the game to me. Uh, just just in the way the difficulty and that that harder difficulty handles the, the realism in the game and kind of emphasizes so much of the survival it elevated that to me to a perfect game the reason why i want to mention that is i suppose i'm retroactively saying that any criticism i might level at this episode is really because i've placed the game in that sort of pantheon of perfection in art um, so this is still a fantastic like this is still a great episode to me and I'm just splitting hairs. So we'll oh, see how we actually, go with that. I I quite like that term, pantheon of perfection for art. That's quite nice. Buddy, uh, just a quick little side sidestep. Side uh, when you played The Last of Us, did you, uh, did you play it on the hardest difficulty on Survivor? Yeah, I played it on Grounded, Grounded Plus. Um, went through like six playthroughs to get the trophies. I loved it. The experience definitely changes from playing on Survival and Grounded versus the other ones where you have no listen mode. There's more yep. scarcity and resources. It feels like there's a much more panic. I, you know, For me, that was like, oh shit, this is the canon difficulty because like the, the stress is elevated from having that lack of resources that scarcity and the no listen mode and having to kind of watch every step and and be a little bit more careful um in your steps and i'm not saying that you know if you don't play that difficulty it's you know not not that it's just i i got much i got a lot more out of playing it on that difficulty because i could but um yes. just the, not just the challenge but yeah it made sense for that world yep. so um i think with the last of us Part two, I also... No, I, I played it on normal because it had no difficulty trophies attached to it. Same. Then I ran through New Game Plus on easy, but I want to go back and do a grounded playthrough on that or even attempt the permadeath playthrough on The Last of Us Part 1 because <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a maniac. I, I wouldn't do maniac. that. Just to see how far I could get. Yeah. I don't know if I could like finish it on the permadeath, but I'm like, I'll start one run. Is it going to end straight away at the first encounter or... 
let's see what happens. So. Be, just just quickly, because I, I couldn't agree more with everything you've just said there in regards to you know, you know the the first game and the difficulty just changing the nature of the game. It seems like an action game, more like a Uncharted adjacent on normal to me, which is still fine. Uh, I think this this is a game that can then cater to both crowds, but I'm chomping at the bit to play part two on the harder difficulty because I also played on normal, hoping that has a similar effect. Cool. James, uh, what did you Hello. make of episode four? Um, yeah, it, it's an episode of television to me. Um, I don't think there's a huge amount here that I considered particularly noteworthy. Um, I think there is some really good subtle performance moments from um, Bella Ramsey in particular. Um, but there is also some really good Pedro Pascal in here as well. Um, I think they are finally forming a bit more of a cohesive chemistry between the two of them. Um, and I understand that you know, sort of we're spending more time with them. And so it makes sense that they're starting to warm up to each other. Um, but I just think generally the performances are, are, are quite good here. Um, that, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one question I want to ask both Buddy and Nathan just very, very quickly, but I can't remember if you had, I don't think either of you really had any reservations about Bella Ramsey, but I think there was, a lot of the discourse around it was that people weren't quite taken with, with Bella Ramsey initially. Do you think she's really, like, can you see when our four episodes in basically halfway, um, can you see that, that she's really growing Go into buddy. this role? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, even from the first, um, first episode, when we first see her and her, like she's swearing and carrying on, like predominantly all her dialogue in that episode is just like, swearing in but she's swearing exactly like ellie she's kind of got that same kind of demeanor attitude i'm like oh shit this is ellie even if we've only seen the swearing parts but i feel like getting to see more of her in that role i i only really see ellie and i don't come from watching game of thrones which is what she's she's correct so i think i watched season one of that and um i kind of bounced out because it's not my thing fantasy so for me i don't see her and go oh girl from game of thrones that's what i associated with so uh maybe there's that's a little bit helpful or well, maybe that's just reductive thinking, but yeah, I think she's great. Cool. Nathan? Yeah, so look, I definitely did have that Game of Thrones association. It definitely did sort of linger in the back of my mind, which is absolutely no reflection on her. It's just a simple fact that that was my first exposure to her. And it's very notable exposure because she does very well, but she plays a very specific kind of character in that. This is a very different kind of character. Uh, I, I definitely see the mannerisms and that aligning with what we know of Ellie in the game. But as I mentioned last week, and I, again, this is only reaffirmed for me this week in some particularly noteworthy dialogue exchanges, I still see both of these characters as uh, uniquely separate from the game. Uh, I, I think they look to be, and we'll soon find out, but they look to be kind of walking um, also kind of a slightly different moral and spiritual path to the characters in the game as well. So I'd be interested to see if that actually does play out how I think it might. Um, I'm not expecting things to play out as much as they do in the game. Like I'm expecting a few more divergence is to occur. But I like them both. Nice. Uh, okay, well, then we kind of get the... Um, uh, the scene where they are in the car and they are... the. Uh, having that sort of banter and there is the discussion of the the porno mag um, and the music and whatnot and then they yep. end up going, uh, they, they need to pull over and call it a night. Uh, I actually quite like this scene. I think this is um, 
of the of the show, but this is where they kind of pull off into like off the beaten track, and Joel's very much aware of how um, of of the dangers that that you know that could be here. Um, and I really love the the moment when there's a I can't I, don't, I haven't I haven't seen it since I first watched it, but Bella, sorry not Bella, Ellie kind of goes like we're going to be okay or to that effect, and Joel's like looking the other way, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Like it, like we'll be fine. And just, I just, yeah, I thought that was a very well done little uh, moment there. But um, mm. right before, yeah, there's not. Yeah. No, I was you go, go, say, go. There's another small moment in this yeah. scene that I really appreciate as well. Um, when uh, Ellie asked why they can't build a fire, and um, you know, yeah. him being like, "Hey, look, somebody might see it." Basically, and I think she very casually is kind of like, "What they would rob us." Uh, and he's like, they'd have much more than that. In Correct. Mind. And yeah. just her like quiet realization in that moment of like the danger of other people in that world is um, just a, yeah, a good little beat between the two yeah. of them. Yeah. And it's one of those things where he, he stays awake all night, like standing up, even though mm-hmm. he starts in his sleeping bag and, and awake all night. It's kind of like if he was in an infected area, would he have done that? Or would he have had like, they'd be barricaded up in some room. It's almost like the yeah. danger is more present from him having to be awake. So I thought that was a cool mm-hmm. little touch as well. I have a nice little, uh, bougie uh, dinner of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the canned goods that are 20 years on. <laughs> Fucking, you would though, um, if you could. I, I don't yeah. mind the, the canned pasta every now and again. Go that on. tracks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so the, and then they have that conversation and they fall asleep and but then they... Uh, James or yep. buddy Nathan. This is the when they when Joel wakes up. Ellie's already awake. No, it's the reverse. She wakes up and he's already up and about making coffee. Okay, True. Okay, 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 cool. Yes, yes. Sorry, um, but I know what you're talking about as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So then, then, yeah, and then off they go and. They we get that kind of scene, which was I think was one of the major trailers for this game when they're kind of approaching Kansas City. Is it actually Kansas City in the game? I think it is, isn't it? It's Pittsburgh in the um, game. Is yeah, it? it's a different okay. city in the game. Yeah, yeah. Right. they I think they changed it to Kansas City because of filming locations or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, then you know you kind of get that uh, that scene where they're driving along the the road and then. Joel slowly kind of starts to, or he slows down, and then he he realizes that um, there's probably more going on here than what what they can see, and then and then you kind of get that interaction with um, that person in the street uh, asking for help, and then that's when Joel's like, "Nah, we are gonna fucking run over this dude, pretty much." Put and, your seatbelt uh, on. Put your seatbelt mm. on, and Ellie is confused. Yes. She doesn't. Un- she doesn't understand. Like why? Like like why? Why is Joel doing this? Are we going to help him? Um. And then I'm trying to remember when that when that little discussion takes place. Like you know, this discussion. Yeah, uh, when she's like, "So why didn't we help this guy?" Um, is that this ep? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, no, it, it <clears throat> is. It's after all the uh, the chaos kind of dies down yeah, and okay, they're hiding okay. out in that building. Yep. They they yep. have a chat about things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I couldn't remember if they there was the one guy, and then uh, they turn around, and then and then they another car spots them. That's mm. no, that's no. I think I'm making nope. I think I'm making it up. Yeah, yep. yeah. Thank you. Please, please give me, give me, give me back on track. So yeah, then, so then they're fanging, <laughs> they're fanging through the 
through Kansas City and then they're being chased um, and then they basically um, smash into the – it's a laundromat in the show? Yeah. 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 Um, and this is where shit gets wild. So this is where, you know, you kind of see a bit of action. Uh, no one's kind of a good shot just yet. Um, well, I mean, like, it's it's kind of a, a point of bit of violence in that, like, they're, yeah. they're in a bit of a shootout and then Joel's actually the one that first kills someone. Yeah. Um, and while Ellie is scrambling to get into the hole in the wall, you can sort of see in the street the guy check on his friend and realise that his friend is dead. Yep. Um, yeah. And just mm. that, that kind of small bit of human drama playing out in the background of a, a shot I actually thought was quite good. It's almost like in the game kind of when they press forward like why would you press forward like that um, yeah if you've got them pinned down in a real life situation it's almost like pressing forward for, like through vengeance or fucking it was, yeah, exactly. it was good it wasn't it because they speaking almost of, try to flank oh, sorry. Mm, go on but yeah exactly right they, they do uh, but speaking of um game things making it into the the show when they first crash into the building and they're getting out of the car from off screen you can hear one of the dudes be like you're dead motherfucker yes like that 100%. Kind of shit. i was just like bro yeah. <laughs> come on man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I'll comment on that scene, again, this is from the, the context of someone who's very recently played through this in the game. Um, and again, this is one of these splitting hair moments where I'm going to level a criticism at something that I thought was fantastic in the game and still good in the show, but definitely missed the mark a tiny bit. There is a battering ram sequence, which adds another level of drama in the game, particularly they've got a battering bus. Yep. They do and they run it down a hill and that's what drives them into the laundromat or, or where they end up in the game. Mm. They don't, So they're getting fired at. There's all these gunshots and that, but they're kind of just like hovering over the dashboard, still driving through. It isn't until they're battered by this bus. And why the bus is kind of cool to me is it's not, it's not just a one-note thing. Um, as they're sort of going through the city and they're going through the hunter's hides out, hideouts, uh, they actually do both find and make comment on the fact that they, you know, they find plans and blueprints for how this bus was set up and how it was an integral part of keeping any outsiders at bay. Like this wasn't just an afterthought. Uh, so it was something that's mm. actually played into some of the sort of environment storytelling and world building during that sequence of the game. Obviously, that's all omitted here. It's a very fast-paced sequence. There's no battering bus. It's just, I think, they, is there even gunshots? I think there's some stuff thrown and... Yeah, there's a brick thrown and then there's a, yeah. a little bit of a shootout, but it's with uh, non-automatic weapons. It's all very kind of slow and deliberate. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the Mazen, Mazen, I, I know we never we never land right on this one, um, but I know showrunner Craig Mazen, when on the official podcast they were talking about um, his kind of like bizarre view of violence in video games where he kind of posits that um, because of the amount of violence you do in a game, you become numb to it. And so with this, they were like, we wanted to strip it all back and just do like a really small focus shootout. Um, and I, I don't personally buy into that as a, as a bit of rhetoric. I think it's a bit one, one note to say that, you know, the violence in the last of us game doesn't impact you because there's a lot of it. I think that because there's a lot of it, it impacts even worse, mm. but mm. That's just me. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of, I think, why they made this change for the for the show. Yeah, so then – sorry, were you going to go? No? no, I'm just saying, like, it's most like the levels of violence. Like when Joel in episode one is, like, pumping mm. old mate, that, that has an impact. But then you get more of that as the games go by and even, like, The Last of Us Part Two and its emphasis on how, like – oh shit and you have that agency like it, it has more of every effect, button so. press is like a smack to your own face right. it's so, awful which yeah. is why it's probably helpful to now segue onto the fact that there is that one person that's shot yes mm. so um, yes. yeah so 
this is probably the well apart from Joel beating that that person up this is probably the, the next biggest uh, violent moment in the game uh, so uh, Joel's kind of I'm trying to remember exactly but is he does something ha- happen in his ears he sound, his sounds a bit muffled or is he just a bit he, um, deaf. From, so um, he's got the the hunting rifle, uh, yeah. and then he's that jams, and he kind of yeah. gets snuck up on from behind. And later yeah. on, Ellie emphasizes that, "Oh, are you? Is you? You're hearing this stuff in one ear because yeah. you missed that guy." So yeah. retroactively, she makes that comment yeah, okay. about his hearing and gets snuck up on. Yeah. So he's uh, yeah. So he's trying to reload his weapon, and then this this young kid or younger adult uh, in comes up and sneaks up on Joel, and then. Um, Scuffle is a bit of a scuffle, and then Ellie's kind of watching through through the cracks, and then obviously Joel's in trouble, so Ellie comes out and uh, fires fires the weapon and and kills. Just kill no, no, maims him. Shoots him in the spine. basically. Yeah, she yeah. puts him on the ground, um, yeah. and then Joel's Joel's there chatting to him, uh, trying to find out as much info as he can, and. Uh, basically then tells Ellie to get back behind the wall. And I think Ellie's like, why can't we just let him go? I think that's, and then doesn't, what does, does Joel say something like? Cause he'll, there's think Ellie says a lot during this scene. Actually, she seems pretty stunned by sort of the violence. She's just, you know, sort of given to someone. And the fact that like the dude on the ground is like directly talking to her also in a very, very much a way that like, she's a child to him. Like she's like, Hey, it's, it's fine. We're not, we're not fighting now. It's fine. It's over now. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's odd. There's like settling. You played the game recently, Nathan. Is mm. it does she does Ellie kill the person in she, this scene? She does. She does. She absolutely yes. does. In that first shot. Yeah. yeah. And in, in, in this, there's the second, like, she shoots him and then she almost looks like she's gonna she has that like real real early moment of like, all right, I'm gonna put him down. Mm. Uh, that mm. split second. And then when she's told to leave, she almost like is happy to leave knowing that he's gonna get wasted it's not like uh joel's like i don't want you to see this or i don't want you to do it there's almost a split second where she's like okay stunned and then it's like oh cool he's gonna get it i, I know it's gonna get it and that's that's kind of kind of mm. fine i think the moment i'm thinking of is maybe uh, after i think doesn't ellie ask joel there is a conversation what, what, that occurs afterwards yeah. about killing innocents yeah yeah hey um yeah, so Killing that's innocence. Which, hey. which was a conversation with a slight <laughs> subtle difference between the game and the show because, yes, most of the words are the same, but you'll notice that in the show, Joel, ever so softened, doesn't admit to killing innocence. In the game, it's like I mentioned in episode one, it's very much, it is what it is. I do what i got to do. Kill a few <laughs> innocents, part of the job. Mm-hmm. But it's... Yeah, I've noticed over time they really are softening the brutality of his character in from the game. As as James has mentioned a couple of times, I'm not. It's not a criticism for me. Again, this is where I'm seeing that divergence of character and wondering what they're doing with it. Yeah, and then we kind of uh, so from here it pivots to a new character uh, mm. named Kath. Kathleen. Kathleen, played by Melanie Linsky of Yellow Jackets fame most recently. Who we like. We do. I'm a huge Melanie Linsky fan. She's good. She was great in Fargo. So Yeah, she's great in Yellow Jackets. For those who've seen it recently, 
maybe take over here because my memories are pretty hazy on on this part of the actual show. So I vaguely remember, do we kind of get an idea of exactly what this revolution or what this outfit is here? No, we don't do it yet. This is a broad picture of a, what is effectively like an anti-Fedra revolution. Um, So the idea being that, you know, we've seen so far that Fedra are pretty, pretty shit at what they do. Um, and so there has been a collective in Kansas City that has violently taken the QZ back from Fedra and is currently in the process of settling into their new power regime under Kathleen, who is effectively a impromptu leader after her brother dies. Because I think he was like an instigator, yeah. I think. And this, it kicks off with them in the cell talking to an elderly man that's my memory yes. yeah, yeah yeah her childhood doctor he's one of the yeah. few the the idea being that like um they are rounding up the the people who are ratting to fedra yeah. who are yeah. sort of informing and this guy was was one of them and has uh, some potentially some knowledge about where some other ones are yeah so then kathleen is basically interrogating uh this doctor about where the where uh, about the whereabouts of henry and sam who we all know from the games um and this is a, I think she, this is a very well acted scene. I think this is, but this is kind of where this episode or this arc kind of lost me a little bit, like or started to, um, because I just it felt, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The the problem is like you know I've I've talked a lot about how I want this adaptation to add things to the world, and this is definitely an attempt to add something to this world. This is an entirely original character and storyline they've put in here, but it it's it's very loosely defined, um, mm. and this is a problem that we'll get into more next week. Uh, but I think for now, the the issue that I wonder if you're running into Zach, and it's sort of what I felt today watching it, is like I love this actress; she's doing a good job. But there's so little substance here uh, because we're cramming this into a 45-minute episode Correct. where we're still going with our glacial pacing of like, oh, look at this American countryside that we're driving through, like a Jeep ad. Like it's it's just a lot of different things it's trying to do with a very short runtime this week. Um, and I think Kathleen is definitely the biggest victim of that because um, this this whole revolutionary thing is – I'm going to save a lot of this for next week because it, it takes some turns, man, but um, we'll get there. I think, yeah, like the – I think the difference – for me is that Bill and Frank, for example, like I thought that was a little bit too long, that whole episode for the Mm -hmm. reasons that we've discussed, but they're characters that I knew. So I could kind of Mm -hmm. feel invested in that here. It's like a whole new character. We know that it's a shorter episode. Like you're not really given a reason to care yet. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is how I felt. Like I was, I felt like I was having to, do a little heavy lifting to try and put the context around this character. Um, mm. But of course, you know, Melanie, she she does the best she can with what she's got. No issue there. Yeah. Kathleen, um, Melanie, yeah. So then, yeah, so then Kathleen is in interrogating, um, yeah, the doctor and then goes out. Does she go to another group where there's a whole bunch of other people and she kind of calls out the the bodies get brought back. So the, yeah. the two oh, Raiders. Yeah. Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing I don't really yeah. quite understand about the layout of this city at this point is if like we're in a sort of post-Fedra revolutionary uh, community and but they're also out there trying to like 
murder random people. I, I don't really understand the motivation of sort of this collective, let's say. Um, but yeah, they, they get brought back into the, the compound and she mistakenly thinks that Sam has... Uh, or Henry, no, Sam's the older gun. Um, Sam has like called them in basically. And that these are mercenaries that are now in the city to try to, to kill uh, the, the people of, of Kansas City. Yeah, so she orders like see them, shoot them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do we see her right-hand man in this first bit? We do, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah. I forgot yeah. his name. I don't think it Perry. Was. Well, yes, but he, I didn't realise, but he plays Tommy in the games. Yes. Oh. Huh. There yeah, you yeah. go. Every yeah. plays Tommy in the Did games. Did not know. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, I didn't know that either until um, Big Neil. Big Neil tweeted out, oh, great to be working with Friend Perry. of the show. Yeah, huge fan of the show. He texts me, he goes, yeah. mate, it was so good to work with um, this guy again. And I was like, who's this guy? So I had to go look it up. Like, like, why is this guy important? Like, what do you mean you're working with him again? Like, why wasn't I informed? What are you doing, Drake? Uh, Come on. Yeah, that's it. And then I found out he's, you know, he's Tommy. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool, man. Like how they've got all these people part of the game. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Looking forward to the next podcast. No worries, man. No worries. <laughs> and then... Uh, James, can you explain to me your little note you've got written here? My side note? Yeah, your little side note. Yeah. So um, uh, she, Kathleen, um, is like, look, we're just going to assume that this is the case and that um, these are assassins that have been brought in to to fuck with us. So we need to mobilize everybody and and get them to go out and kill them on site, basically. And uh, there's a a quick shot of a truck pulling out and on the door of the truck is written, we the people. Uh, And... I think the the deployment of uh, revolutionary imagery and phrasing around such ill-defined and uh, nebulously violent characters, um, and this is much more of a problem we're going to get into next week, but I, I just think that it's a little visual Easter egg that um, kind of ruffled my, my feathers a tiny bit because I think it's um, just, a, just a profoundly stupid use of imagery. Yeah. Is it fair and reasonable... And again, this, we probably can't answer this, but a tiny part of me, just a little part of me, is slightly disappointed that we're not seeing the hunters, like the original enemies of this area. Now, mm-hmm. they are kind of generic, but a lot of what we know about them is told through very effective environmental storytelling. We're seeing corpses of the recently deceased humans that have been hacked to bits. We put the pieces together, find out, you know, that these are effectively cannibals. And then there's that later story that leads into that we find out in winter like Joel and Ellie have become uh, notorious amongst the hunters community as basically these monolithic Goliath uh, killers mm-hmm. that have maimed all of their brothers and sisters effectively. And you, you effectively you, you're almost like the villain to these horrible so, people. So you mean, you mean world building. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're looking for? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So, so I feel like I'm, I'm, we're missing that. We've got these, what did you say, raiders instead. And I'm starting to sweat a little bit about what that then is going to mean for later on in in the series or in the season when the hunters, again, pop up in winter as very important, more personalised antagonists. We'll just have to wait and see. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's making I'm me feel a little nervous. That's If we check the temperature on Nathan, that's how he's sitting at the moment. But things are good. Just wondering. All right, so before we kind of get to the last part of the, you know, before the episode kind of goes into its final final part, final third there, 
Buddy, what did you make of this new little arc that they've thrown in here? Eh? Meh? Like, Too early to tell? They're, try- they're trying to give you a reason to not have them just as faceless goons that you mow down in the game because that's just easy. Like all of a sudden we have to give them an identity. Whereas I feel like you could have just had it more not explained and have no real leader. I guess there needs to be a reason for Sam and Henry to kind of be there, but I, a random encounter I feel like would have done. And then maybe those guys as characters could have explained the story a little bit more and given them more to do. Obviously I don't know what happens in the next episode or not, but maybe they could have been done a little bit of the heavy lifting as two kind of characters. That, like once again, what you were saying before, exactly the characters you already know from the game mm. and, you know, give them the time. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see where it kind of goes. So then, you know, Joel and Ellie, they're on the run. They're, they're trying to evade uh, the raiders and then try to find a way out of the city. Uh, they, I think they're in like a... What's a little like a jazz bar maybe they're in? Or well, maybe I'm making that up. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's just a place. It's a building. It's a building. Uh, and they're peeping through the windows and uh, then they kind of sit down and have a bit of a chat. Uh, and Ellie tells Joel that it actually wasn't her first time... Uh, shooting someone, uh, which is a nice little mm-hmm. moment between the two. You know, Ellie's opening up, um, and you know, then he then he then he goes dad mode. He goes into you know, American Dad, um, <laughs> not Stan Smith, but um, you know, shows mm-hmm. uh, shows Ellie how to use a gun or how to hold it properly. I like this, mm. uh, uh, but this is a nice little moment, yeah, between. The two. Uh, they also, uh, James, you've got here, they, they discuss the impact of violence. Now, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this one exactly. Yeah. Look, I, uh, as I wrote that down, I was like, they didn't really. I just needed a shorthand to oh, kind right. of okay. uh, explain the scene. It's it's much more of a, like a, a skimming rocks across the surface of a conversation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, we, then we kind of learn uh, like a little bit more, a tiny little bit more about... Um, Henry and Sam, like they're, they're clearly on the run, but they're still within the city because uh, her raiders and stuff, they find uh, the hideout that they've been hiding in. And then they've obviously been there a while because I think there's like cans of food and there's drawings on the walls. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so they've been staking out in that in that place for a while, but they've, but they've gone now. Um, but this is where it kind of gets, this is at night or getting towards night, I think a little bit. The yeah, so the, the the sun is setting. We get yeah. our um, a very bizarre scene where and Nathan, uh, having just played the game, obviously you, you, this is a great question for you to be answering for me. Um, the they find in the basement of this building uh, kind of like a big cracked bit of ground, a bit of earth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it tremors a tiny bit. And they they get a bit panicked and they close it up and they say, "We can't tell anyone about this yet. We've got to focus on our, our murder mission because that's who we are." Um, <laughs> Is that is there anything like this in the game? Not even remotely. I was so puzzled by this. Okay, excellent. Well, okay, we'll get, we'll show that for next week. Uh, yeah. so is it, just, is it just signposting it, that like the infected are coming and about to complicate things? At, that's, that's all around this point in the game is when we first encounter a bloater. Is that what they're called? Like the yeah, big boys. the, the yeah, big yeah, motherfuckers yeah. that chuck their stinky yeah. bombs. When you're yeah. doing the generator, is that the generator in the basement so, of the building, or is it towards the school? Yeah, 
I, I don't know, but that's that's all that's all that came to mind. So I'm not going to speak mm. with any authority on this, other than a sequence like that with a tremor involved did not occur. What we did see is there was a building in this area where a fo- floor had fallen through, and there's a generator, and then we get a bloater encounter, and that's the closest thing. But it, in no way does that scene really analog that sequence. Yeah. I think they're just loosely set around the same point in the game. Um, very excited to talk about this next week. Um, next week is going to be a good conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I don't know what you guys have got in store for us. Buddy, do you have any thoughts on the tremor? Yeah, pretty much just signposting yeah. that the infected yeah. were coming. Or like Nathan was saying, bloater. We hadn't seen a bloater yet. It totally threw my mind back to that um, scene when you're in the bottom of the basement. It's kind of wet. It's like maybe ankle high water mm. and you have to hit the generator and then everybody comes. There's a bloater upstairs, yeah. downstairs. There's runners everywhere. It's one of the more chaotic. Oh, we're thinking of the same scene. Scary rush scenes and that. Yeah. I think they've already skipped the school part where you first encounter Correct. a bloater or that happens after. So I think in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, they're setting up for that to happen and to maybe... Be a diversion that maybe saves Joel and Ellie later because they can't always escape by themselves, or that would be just too kind of convenient and some shit. And maybe we need to see uh, infected with the the bad people, and also Joel and Ellie in the same kind of scenario. So that's just yeah, all I kind of thought was was happening. I just didn't expect it to the episode to end so abruptly. Like now, you three can answer because I don't want to say this in case it's a. Uh spoiler well the question's gonna be it's not really a spoiler but have we actually seen henry and sam yet that's the final shot of the episode okay cool am i correct that's what in I that thought. yeah yes okay yeah. standing yeah. over them yeah cool so that's what i thought but i was like mm, i don't recall if we actually get a moment before that where we where we meet them okay cool so i won't talk about that then um yeah so then uh joel and ellie find a building to kind of rest up for the night uh, before you know, trying to find a way out of the city in the morning, and, and Joel's kind of breaking a bit of glass, uh, putting it down at the front of the door where they kind of put themselves in this office. But they go up like it's like a sixty-floor building or something, and then um, Joel can only get it to like what thirty floors or something. And uh, Ellie, Ellie makes a little little jab at him, um, which is you know, again, it's all this sort of bonding, uh, bonding, bond building relationship building whatever you want to call uh, they're doing here and then and then they have that moment where they're kind of laying down together um and ellie tells that joke oh from the i think it's from the pun book isn't it yeah about Um, diarrhea mm. running in the jeans and i actually love this bit and yeah Yeah, it's a good bit yeah big old joel finds that quite amusing and you think maybe that's you know that's a good little spot to end the episode on. He goes through a little moment here because this is yeah. when he, he you know he's been so uptight whenever she cracks jokes and it, I I get it. Uh, it kind of kind of remind I got a shit house relationship with my dad, but I it kind of stirred me for a little bit because the only one of the few times I genuinely feel any kind of connection between us is if he ever laughed a, a genuine laugh at something I'd said a joke like he was mm. a very gruff motherfucker. So for him to to break. For her to break through and get him laughing with something I could identify with, to see that it was a struggle for him to do so and start laughing and laugh uncontrollably, it stirred me a little bit, which uh, probably sounds a bit mean considering I wasn't too stirred in the last episode, but whatever. It's it's something I could personally identify with. 
and it was, no, it was a mean, nice it moment. Was, yeah, it was. A, it was a it was a good moment. Uh, and then yeah, the, I think the screen goes black or whatever, and then the next thing it's it's a flash, and or you kind of hear like muffled sounds, and it's like. Ellie's shouting Joel, Joel, Correct. and then Joel kind of wakes up because they have that discussion earlier in the piece about um, Joel's hearing that Nathan sort of uh, brought up before and uh, a gun is pointed at Joel and at Ellie by uh, characters you'll identify as Sam and Henry. Uh, and that's where we kind of leave Cut it for credits. the week. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, what did you think of that that little moment between Joel and Ellie? Nice. I really liked it. There was a um, line earlier on in the episode where kind of Joel was in the car and he's saying that she's just cargo. And even though we've had that moment in episode three where Joel's had this realisation with the whole save testing and now you've got to do this almost like a subconscious through line of everyone around Joel. He can never save them. Even if he's in, wasn't in proximity of saving, he has that like inner guilt and he makes that decision like, okay, now I'm going to take Ellie on. Even then he's trying to kind of deflect from that, whether he truthfully is or hasn't developed her, you know, felt that relationship as like seeing her as an actual you know, person um, for who she is. Like, I love that. If we go from there, like your cargo to the whole, yes, she saved her, saved his life, but I don't think that's like, the flip of the switch, the flip of the switch is the whole, all right, she's actually killed, you know, she's actually killed someone before. So immediately Joel can kind of, all right, you're not a child. Maybe, maybe she's a little bit more similar to me than what she is. Like she was so kind of, there was never like, oh my God, you killed that guy. There was no like reflection on that at all. It was just like, she shot him and she was ready to kill him. And then Joel did it for her. And there was kind of no real, grief or discussion mm-hmm. about it kind of very pragmatic not Joel looking at her as an adult but maybe like okay maybe we're, we're kind of similar in, in in that way so um I loved that all the way through to the end kind of having that laughing moment so yeah. just that was what this episode did really well for me like the start to the end of that I just it's just annoying that it's like a 45 minute episode and maybe it's just my my expectation it felt so super quick when it ended and knowing where the storyline goes it felt like part one of episode four and next week we're going to get part two of episode episode four like so what we've had up until now has been all these kind of condensed standalone this is episode one this is the outbreak these are the characters episode two now we're on the journey this is why it's important episode three this is you know joel's kind of relationship and and what's happened in the past like this is the most TV-like episode, and they're kind of frustrated by that, even though they still had that good bookend for me. But um, mm. yeah, the other thing you have I don't to know where I'm going that with that is that we're also effectively at the halfway point of the show, and you think about how much game they've got left to cover. <laughs> um, yeah, be, it'd be nice to it'd be, almost be nice to not know how much game was left, mm. and watching mm. this in like a, it's um, a curse, isn't it? A vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I, I'm really. I'd really love to be able to experience this as someone who has not played the game. Because Kim's like, oh, is that it? Is that how quick the episode was? Like, we talk about it before. She's like, how long was that one? I'm like, yeah, 45 minutes. She's like, oh, that was nothing compared to the other weeks. That She's like, that flew yeah. that flew by. Her, that was nothing. Why? Has she had and, no exposure yeah. to the game out of curiosity? Or? Uh, outside of maybe watching me play the first three hours of The Last of Us Part 2 on her day off okay. and then knowing Joel and Ellie and watching me, you know, watching me play factions and all that stuff and kind of knowing what kind of game it is and, and the characters. So, so she's a, not really beat to beat to beat to yeah, beat. Yeah, so she's effectively the kind of audience we're imagining, I guess, familiar but mm. really doesn't know where this journey's going. Mm. Yep. 
cool. So it's yeah. interesting for us to go like the gunpoint over the top. I'm like, oh, Sam and Henry. And she's like, oh my God, who are these guys? <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> yeah. I think just there's a moment in when they're what I call the jazz bar, but uh, I think it's that that conversation uh, where Joel, <laughs> so yeah, where Joel um, basically says that you're too young or you shouldn't have to be go through with that. I think that's part of their little... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually quite I, I did quite like that little spiel or, or that or that little chat. She kind of puts it to him as like you're fucking up as a protector if I have to do these things. Yeah. Um, and and he agrees with her. It's it's a good yeah. moment. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's nice. Um, cool. All right. Let's uh, let, let's let's call it a day. Let's call it an episode. Good stuff. Oh, and we'll come back for episode five next week. Thank you for listening to uh, this week's. Recap, if you want to check out uh, the other ones, they're all up on uh, the podcast services. Just search Well Played DLC. Even search Well Played VHS. I'm I'm sure that comes up. And uh, we will see you next week for episode five, which is actually going to go live a bit earlier. So Mm. we may need to figure out something out for that. But uh, it comes... Uh, it's Friday in the US. So is that just Friday here? Saturday Uh, um, Saturday lunchtime for us, I think. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, okay. Yeah, cool. Lots to talk about next week. Lots Ooh, to talk about. Work. I simply yeah. can't wait. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>